Mike, you know, I'm really surprised that it's taken us this long to talk about an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. 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 It's it's by pure happenstance that we've not covered an Adam Sandler movie till now. I was going to say, it's really confusing that, like, it's this one when, like, Jack and Jill was staring us right in the face. Oh, no. It's it's it, it haunts my dreams. It's like that's my sleep paralysis demon is Adam Sandler dressed as Jill. Oh, no, <laughs> it haunts your nightmares. <laughs> that's what a skinwalker looks like, guys. But anyways, <laughs> enough enough about that. <laughs> Welcome to the Messed Up at Midnight podcast, the show that's kind of like the movie Grown Ups. I'm going to leave that for y'all to decipher. I think it's going to mean uh, so many things to so many different people. And today we are going to be talking about the 2012 comedy That's My Boy, starring Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg. And it's about Adam Sandler's character, Donnie Berger, who has sex with his middle school teacher, big oof, and conceives a child. 27 years later, Donnie owes 43 grand to the IRS and shows up on the eve of his son's wedding and shenanigans ensue now mike i'm gonna pass this over to you what did you think of that's my boy oh god all right it's listeners i'm just gonna just lay the cards out on the table i don't like adam sandler uh i i i watched i've watched many an adam sandler movie and i've been unimpressed so i'm gonna be biased against adam sandler especially after he's proven that he can act with uncut gems and punch drunk love so super super not an adam sandler fan or at least of his movies that being said this movie is the equivalent of like your one uncle who never aged past the age of like 19 or 20 who consistently complains about how people are too soft today and how still calls calls things that he finds dumb gay you know cool an uncle not a annoying tiring piece of crap uh yeah it's i'm gonna be honest that's my boy is this movie is that's it's that vibe it's that vibe Mm -hmm. it's tiring it's played out everything that it all everything that it jokes about, you're kind of like looking back on going, oh, Jesus Christ, this feels outdated even for 2012. Yeah, it's just a run-of-the-mill Adam Sandler movie. And if anything, just a bit uncomfortable considering the plot of this movie. And there will be some people that like go into this movie and will come away being like, this is the worst movie ever. I hate this movie. Like just just because of the subject matter it talks about. I just don't like this movie. I don't like this movie, dude. Like, it's just, it's not a good movie. And I think Mm -hmm. it's important to know kind of where we were at during this time in 2012. Let's talk about Adam Sandler. People love him. And by the way, this criticism going forward, this has nothing to do with Adam Sandler, the person. From everything I've heard... Adam Sandler is genuinely a great guy. He's so nice. I wish nothing but the best towards him and his family. But his movies, on the other hand, like I said, this came out in 2012. And he just did Jack and Jill in 2011, which kind of, in my opinion, is when like the hatred towards Adam Sandler was like at its peak for his movies. And he did Grown Ups the year before. And, you know, it's been like a few years since Punch Drunk Love. 
And Andy Samberg was popular from SNL and Lonely Island, and he just left SNL the month the movie came out. And is like, you know, he's trying to get his, you know, big break in Hollywood, trying to, you know, do something. And Brooklyn Nine-Nine wouldn't come out until next year. So we're in this like weird time where Sandler was like at his lowest and Andy Samberg seemed to be like on his way up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This was, this is definitely peak Adam Sandler hate. It's because Adam Sandler still had yet to, yet to win, win people back with uncut gems. And, and truth be told, Punch Drunk Love fell under the radar, relatively speaking. Like, I know people look back on it now with a lot of like real love, but I don't recall it going freaking gangbusters. And granted, I it's this is all retroactive me looking back at like all all of the reviews and how people felt back then. But it just feels like a guy who's sunsetting, trying to keep it together, and do, using a guy who's rising as his sort of like ladder to staying relevant. It's it it really almost feels kind of sad watching it mm-hmm. because I because at that time I I was so on the Andy Samberg train that I almost wanted to watch this movie. Like it was it was. That was how cool Andy Samberg was at the time. Dude, yeah, I mean, I love Andy Samberg. His work in Brooklyn Nine-Nine has been awesome. Mm-hmm. And of course, I fucking was blaring, I'm on a boat and like a boss, like so much as a kid. And just seeing this movie in between those two, you're kind of like, hmm, yeah, we – we all we we all stumble on the road to Hollywood, I guess, but exactly. it did not it did not turn out well. And it all this also shows in the box office. We'll we'll play a quick little game of box office bonanza. Oh. Why not? We're we're already here, Mike. Mm-hmm. The budget for that's my boy, seventy million dollars. Damn, I right? damn. That's that's a fuck ton of money <laughs> okay wow they put they put cash into this now i rem- okay so i actually remember this like i remember the trailers for this being really prevalent i remember seeing it in the theaters and on tv and such like that even i think i even remember seeing the ads on the internet too so i would actually hazard a guess and say that this did not do as miserably as like our previous I do, episodes I mean, you made when you've made nine dollars in phoenix arizona <laughs> and, then you go, and then you you know got a 70 you got you got room to go up from this podcast, exactly like. you're only going up you're only you will beat nine dollars in phoenix arizona so i'm gonna say for 70 million dollars let's say it made 45 million dollars you know, I will say you overshot it. It actually made $57 million at the box office internationally, um, including mm-hmm. America. I think I don't I can't remember how much it made in America, but probably probably somewhere around that dollar mark. Yeah. So, you know, you you were close. You were close. Yeah. But it's, it's still one of Adam Sandler's like biggest like box office bombs. And I think I'll Jack you- I think Part of because it was Jack. Part of uh, it was because it came out the year after Jack and Jill. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely still riding that Jack and Jill hate, and that on top of that, it's I gotta say, 
for it to be a box office bust and one of his biggest, that's doing pretty damn well. I mean, Tim Roth is a respected actor and his box office bomb made $9 in Phoenix, Arizona. So it's glass half full. He actually did pretty fucking well for his bombs. Oh my God. And dude, the critics who saw That's My Boy, they also hated this movie. I've, se- I've mm-hmm. seen some reviews of people who love Adam Sandler saying like, yeah, yeah, this movie's not that bad. But the critics at the Razzies, it was nominated for, it was nominated for worst picture, worst actor, Adam Sandler, and he won worst mm-hmm. supporting actor uh, for uh, Nick Swardson because of course yes and oh fucking vanilla ice <laughs> yeah oh, the boy makes it back the boy comes back so, dude somehow some way this worst supporting actors in this movie have a relation to this podcast uh it was also nominated for worst director for sean anders uh worst screenplay written by let me see if i can get this right uh david casp well, worst uh, it actually won for worst screenplay. Sorry, worst screen couple for Adam Sandler and either Leighton Meester, Andy Samberg, or Susan Sarandon, and worst ensemble cast for the entire cast. Mm-hmm. And director Sean Anders has a spot on the Alliance of Women Film Journalists Hall of Shame. Shame for this movie. You know what? And I gotta be honest, it's a little on the deserved side. I, I yeah. genuinely yeah. can't imagine a world in which someone would turn to Sean Anders after this movie and go, you know what? You did good, kiddo. And like give him a slap on the back and just be like, come on, let's go celebrate. No, this is, it's kind of, I gotta say, from a... I mean, from a from a weird perspective, this does not this does not do well. This does not paint him in a good light. This is pretty sexist. But um, on top of that, it's just its subject matter is so icky that mm-hmm. it can't. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, modern lens. You kind of look back and just sort of start tugging at your collar, going like, eh, "This is <laughs> this is kind of this is kind of shit." <laughs> Now, Mike, let's get to the ever most important question we have here on the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. If That's My Boy was a drink, what would it be and why? Now, we're treading into dangerous territory with Adam Sandler movies. It's it's Adam Sandler movies. They follow a similar beat. You've got some real specific notes that you hit in an Adam Sandler movie. And by Adam Sandler movies, I'm not talking about like stuff like uncut gems and punch drunk love freaking obviously i'm talking more about like the comedy ones you know billy madison happy gilmore this so you always have adam sandler he is always the center of attention and this is no different this movie as well as adam sandler movies as a whole and adam sandler in these movies almost always embodies Natty Light and specifically Natty Light because Natty Light is a is a beer enjoyed only by people under the age of 17 and people who did not emotionally age past the age of 17 
So if you're in either of those camps, or if you're a frat brother, you're going to love Adam Sandler or you're going to love Natty Light. Either way, crack a can, pour it in. Next, we got to have the romantic interest in this movie that that involves herself with Adam Sandler in some capacity. She always has to be very attractive. So for, for that, we're going to grab... Aperol, because in the Aperol, it's an it's a it's a Italian liqueur. It's kind of nice. It's got a little orangey, bittery sort of thing, but it's it's got that orange hue. And in this movie, Susan Sarandon and her aged back counterpart from the first part of the movie are both redheads. So you know, double whammy there. Pour in about ounce and a half of Aperol. Next, we got to get to Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg plays a fucking grown man you know a normal person who's adjusted and who has trauma and we're going to exploit the shit out of the trauma and belittle him for the trauma and gonna do it poorly so grab some hendrix neptunia gin grab about an ounce of it pour it into this concoction because is it good on its own sure uh it's done horribly dirty being involved in this movie Sorry, Andy Samberg. Next, we have the freaking star-studded cameo appearances from people like Vanilla Ice, which is not exactly the star-studded appearance I was looking for, but, you know, he's here. Nick Swartzen, this is expected. And then you have people like Lunell, Sierra. You have freaking James Kahn is involved in this. Like, you have people who are genuinely good actors and actresses and people who are Sierra. So for that, we'll hearken back to the, uh, the part of the cocktail from cool as ice, vanilla ice's movie that we covered and do a, and do three ounces or hell four ounces of a 50, 50 mix of 40 ounces and orange juice, you know, 40 ounce and orange juice, pour that in, Swing it around and sit in front of that weird uncle I mentioned earlier and have him just and just inquire him on what's wrong with comedy today. And that's my drink. You know, I'm going to respectfully. I see where you came from with Adam Sandler, but I am mm. going to respectfully disagree. You and Natty on your Light, Natty Light on your Natty Light thing, because like I'll get into that in a se- I'll get into that in a second. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Andy Samberg really, or at least his character and what they do with him, kind of really doesn't work in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of sticks exactly. out like a sore thumb. I don't know mm-hmm. who made the decision to cast Andy Samberg as like, you know, the straight man to Adam, to Adam Sandler's like silliness and wackiness. But I don't know if it's like Andy Samberg just kind of like has this aura of him of being like the goofy guy from like S from like, you know, the lonely Island and Brooklyn nine, nine that casting him as the straight guy kind of feels a little bit awkward, much like in your drink where the gin kind of, you know, doesn't really feel like it meshes well with the rest of it. No, 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 it stands out. You, it's the same thing as the issue with Eddie Murphy in a thousand words. You're taking away the weapon. Andy Samberg is fantastic at being the silly guy, being the goofy guy. It's not that he can't be serious. It's just that, he has all of the goodwill from being goofy. Like, why don't you just cast someone who's great at being a straight man? Like, just... And and I will say, 
your vanilla ice. You mentioned vanilla ice is a cameo. No, he it's not a cameo. Well, it's, he, he's, he's in he's it. Part he's of the, in he, it. He he, uh, he does things for the plot. It's a, okay. All right, fine. That's fair. <laughs> so for me, in my eyes, Mike, great drink, love it. For me, there's no doubt that this movie is a tequila. It's an Adam Sandler comedy. I'm going to specifically say a um, a Jose Cuervo. Let's toss in two shots. And I think it's safe to say, in my eyes, Adam Sandler is a little bit more on the tequila. So let's take that, put it in your beer glass. But not just that. It's a raunchy comedy. We, we need a little bit of, like, energy. Rock star energy. Go grab an original uh, rock star energy drink and toss in one cup into your beer glass. Next, we got Andy Samberg playing our, like, like I said, straight man. Well, you know, he's trying to. And this movie, like, really punches down on his character. So, much like how people punch down on this fruit when it goes on pizza, add an ounce and a half of sugar-free pineapple juice. Next, oh. Leighton Meester is here as Andy Samberg's love interest. I don't like her. She doesn't have any likable qualities in this movie, but she's his love interest. And this movie is, you know, like, ooh, like her. It's the main couple, but doesn't really give us anything. So for that, add an ounce and a half of sweet and sour mix. Vanilla ice, for some reason. If you remember in my Cool as Ice cocktail, I gave him a half and half of Hennessy and vanilla extract. And here, you're going to do the same thing. Add in half an ounce of Hennessy and half an ounce of vanilla extract. Nick Swartzen is here. Half an ounce of milk. Next, to top this all off, Milo Ventimiglia is in this movie. And to be honest, at the few times I exhaled out of my nose, it was usually when Milo Ventimiglia was doing some, some shit that I found funny. So add in half an ounce of lime juice. And lastly, to really, you know, round this drink out, you're going to drink this drink while you're listening to Adam Sandler do that voice. You know the voice I'm talking about for almost two hours. And that's this movie. I respect all of it. I absolutely understand where you're coming from. Regarding the Adam Sandler as Jose Cuervo, you did not go low enough. And you know it. Jose Cuervo I didn't just say Jose Cuervo. I will say just tequila in general. It's like, it's got to be whole. bottom shelf. It's got to mm. be that markdown discount tequila. It's can it be made good? Yes. Is it made good often? Fucking rarely. Fucking rarely. It's it's again. I agree with tequila. I totally get totally get where you're coming from. I just think that we're giving him a little too much credit by calling him Jose Cuervo. You <laughs> like that's what? what I'm saying. You know what? Fair. I, I will. I will but, give you that one. But yeah, but yeah, I, I absolutely agree, and I love that you brought in Nick Swartzen because just much like John Voight, he is now a permanent boon for movies. Whenever I see him in a movie, <laughs> you just start just like, okay, here we go, okay. Just, Dude, it just know. feels it feels like it feels like there's just it's just repeats with people. Like Lee Meester's been on this podcast three separate times. Like she was in the I know she was in the roommate. What else was she in? I could have sworn she was in another movie that I mean I could have just I could just be pulling it out of my ass, but I could have sworn it was this this is a third time. 
Either way, lead research shows up in garbage. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll go crack open your drink. Go drink some tequila and some Natty Light. Do it as a bomb. Why not? And let's talk about That's My Boy. So again, guys, we're going to go through, talk about the positives, the negatives, think of our overall opinions, and then get into talking about some spoilers. Let's start off and see if we have any positives. Like I said, I think that Milo Ventimiglia, the guy that plays the Marine brother of uh, Leighton Meester's character, I think he has some funny moments in like the first like 70% of the movie and then things just get weird, which we'll, we'll, we'll be getting into. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely, I absolutely agree with that. I, I truthfully, I did not, I, I don't know who Milo Ventimiglia is, but I will say of the gags that land and there are few of them, uh, Milo Ventimiglia is always tangentially involved and honest to God, he actually plays a better straight man. I'll say oh, it. Yeah. It's, Andy Samberg is good at his job. He's good at acting. Make no mistake. I think he's probably better at it than Milo Ventimiglia. That being said, that dude can play stone-faced really freaking well. And I think that would have almost been better if he was so intense and stone-faced and then he got put in the weird situations. That would have been better. But then again, him, him being involved in some of the bits is really good. He does a solid job and he can be silly at times. I'll absolutely mm-hmm. say that. And just like over the top intense, which I don't know if that's just like mm-hmm. my brand of humor that I find funny, but I exhaled out of my nose at maybe like 5% of the jokes. Yeah. And again, this movie, it might be funny if you are between the ages of like 12 to 14, mm-hmm. maybe 15. I, I don't know, Mike. What do you think? I think it's, again, 12 to 14 or guys that sit there and go, you know, I kicked ass in, in high school football. It's the it's always that that group, always that mm-hmm. cast. It's If you hear the phrase, I was nuts in high school football, they are Adam Sandler fans. They are Adam Sandler fans, or and if they're not, they're, they're getting there. They're getting there. They're Adam Sandler curious. <laughs> now, what did you, now, Mike, what did you think of the brand of humor with this movie? Do you want to save that for the we'll, – we'll save, we'll save that for the negatives. I feel like we're going to really focus sure. in there. We'll save it for the negatives. It's I'll, – I'll, I'll, yeah, that'll go to the negatives. What I'll say that is my – that is amongst my positives is that the shot composition and lighting for the movie and sort of – the the way the camera is positioned in a lot of these shots is actually pretty serviceable. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty solid. It's not it's nothing to write home about. It's no Zardoz, but it's uh and it's also not like don't open till Christmas or um uh, a night to dismember or anything like that where it's just horrible. It's it's good enough to actually establish shots and like have people come in. It, it really is set up kind of well. And mm-hmm. on top of that, I'll even give credit. The settings chosen, I think, are pretty pretty solid. I think mm-hmm. the I think they do a pretty good enough job of showing that juxtaposition between uh, Adam Sandler's character's lifestyle and Andy Samberg's character's lifestyle, and then just smashing the two together. I think that sort of 
the settings as a whole are really, really good. I think they're I think they're solid, truthfully. I mean, when you're putting seventy million dollars into your movie, I'm kind of expecting it to you know I'm, look crisp. And this movie does. Uh-huh. It's granted, granted. I am I expect that too. Uh, that is that's I'm I'm giving it what I can before I sit there and just start taking up taking a shit on this movie. That's what I'm saying. It's 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 doing the thing it should be doing with that budget correctly. And I I am applauding it for that. And you know, it also seems like the actors, not the writers, but the actors they seemed a little bit self-aware of the movie they were making. They didn't try to take it seriously like again like i said the writing is a little bit of a different story but like with any adam sandler movies i can say that the actors seemed like they were having fun exactly this seems like the movie that i would absolutely love to be on the set of like i would absolutely love to be like a gaffer or a key grip just sitting there just on the sidelines people I can I can totally see that all the characters are laughing their ass off, having a great time. And as a result of that, it definitely feels like the movie or the actors in the movie are very relaxed. Doesn't matter if they're good or not, but you can definitely tell that there's not a tenseness, there's not like anyone's uncomfortable. It's it definitely feels like people are in as good of a zone as they can be. And and they're obviously having a good time. It, it you can you can tell with all of the people that they're they're that they're all enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. Especially one surprise vanilla ice. I don't know if I can call it a positive that he's in this movie, but when he showed up on screen as a cameo, I was like, oh shit, that's really neat. And then when he just stuck around throughout the rest of the movie, I was like, why? Why is he, why did, did he like come on set for a day and then just kind of stick around? And the director was like, fine, you, you can be in the movie. Just leave me alone. It's, and yeah, I'll, I'll also sit there and say, and granted, Vanilla Ice, he's not an actor. And it's so damn obvious. Holy Christ, is he not an actor? That being said, he's better than how he was in Cool as Ice, which he was like, 20 years ago at that point so i it better fucking be but in any case he is better than he was cool as ice (laughs) and it pisses me off that he didn't come on screen and say hey yo adam sandler drop that zero and get with the hero sorry (laughs) exactly exactly like exactly yeah Yeah. it's he having a he should have been wearing his his uh, jacket that just says sex on it 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 really would have solidified the um the the intensity of his character. You know, my headcanon now is that in Cool as Ice, Adam Sandler was one of like Vanilla Ice's buddies that rode a motorcycle, and this movie and that's my boy is just a direct sequel to Cool as oh. Ice. Oh, he's one of the black guys on the motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he had a, he had a Michael Jackson thing go on, and that's how he came into this scenario. <laughs> You know, he rode in the little, uh, what's it called? The sidecar of Vanilla Ice. He rode, he was sitting in the little sidecar. Dude, imagine, like, it's just, it's just his, him and his crew. And they're all in, like, their puffer jackets and their goofy-ass outfits. And then you just see the little sidecar and it's just Adam Sandler in, like, World War One fighter goggles. Just sitting there, just ready to go. Well, Mike, man, I don't know. Do you have any more positives that you want to mention? 
Uh, okay. Uh, I'll go through a couple of these. The story is painfully by the numbers. Um, it's good enough to be by the numbers. And you know what? There are a lot of these movies that aren't. But it's $70 million. It better fucking be good enough to be by the numbers. Uh, in any, and uh, Andy Samberg, again, Andy Samberg is doing good enough. It's I, I have to say, of everybody here, outside of Adam Sandler, who's obviously just relaxed and doing Adam Sandler, it definitely seems like Andy Samberg is the most capable. Mm-hmm. Like, he is doing his character the best he can. Granted, that's not good, but I can tell that he's actually putting effort into the acting, and that's paying off, in a way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it. That's yep. it. For the rest of this, fuck this movie. All right, let's get on to the negatives. Mm-hmm. Nick Swartzen. Oh my God. That's all I, I need to say. Him. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the messed up at midnight. Okay. No, we're not going <laughs> to, I fucking, I fucking hate Nick. I hate Nick Swartzen, man. I hate fucking Nick Swartzen. He was so great in Reno 911 as Terry. He was, I genuinely, before this podcast, I love Nick Swartzen. I thought he was so funny in Reno 911. I hadn't seen him in anything outside of Reno 911. So I was blindly ignorant and Oh my god. I I genuinely hate Nick Swartzen now. Like he like I see his face and I get and I get sad and angry. Like, it's like it's like I just get nom flashbacks when I see him. It is so fucking bad. Oh my god. I mean, he was in one I think I can safely say that he's been in the worst movie I've ever seen. So having mm-hmm. that attachment it's, whenever I see him in another movie, it's just going to send me into a rage now. Yes! Yes! Thank you! Thank you! My thoughts exactly! It is... I, I I felt like such a petty bitch for thinking this, but, like, I just now see Nick Swartzen off-rip. I could just see a picture of Nick Swartzen, and I'm just suddenly just start to sit there and, like, hear and, like, see red, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. He's in this movie... He's not funny in this movie. I didn't find any of his bits hilarious. That's the last time I think I'm going to mention Nick Swartzen on this podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. well, this podcast mm-hmm. episode. It's not, it's not going to be the last time. What, what are you talking it's, about? It's Nick Swartzen. He's going to rear his ugly head. He's like he's like an STD. He, he's going to come back eventually. We'll see him again. Oh, God. And speaking of not being funny... The rest of this movie, apart from those few times I exhaled out of my nose, it's just not funny. I think there will be some people who will find this movie funny because, again, comedy is suggestive. And I love me a good raunchy comedy as much as the next guy. Like, I don't know, Super Bad, Talladega Nights. I even had fun with Neighbors, that one Zac Efron and Seth Rogen movie. But the raunchy comedy in That's My Boy just isn't executed well. Mike, what do you think? They're so it's it's an Adam Sandler movie, and you know we're not the fans of Adam Sandler. I don't know if you've freaking seen that coming yet, but yeah, it's the jokes are so dumb. It is like it's you can see the gag coming a mile away, and there's no effort to ever divert in any capacity. It's not there's never any effort to subvert it's always the same damn ha 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 poop ha 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 boobs ha 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 he he's not sophisticated it's it literally is just rinse and repeat the same punchline 
over and over again. It is, it's, I don't think Family Guy makes jokes this lazy. Like, and I am not exactly a Family Guy fan. These are painful. These hurt. Like, I genuinely, like, when half the jokes with one of the characters just involve how fuckable the grandma is, it just brings depression to me. Like, it's awful. And look, I get the rule of threes, but when this movie does like the whole rule of threes of, you know, coming back to a joke like three times, it's not funny. And even the jokes that were like maybe a little bit funny the first time, when they do them again later in the movie, it's not funny a second time because there's no escalation. We're not taking the joke of hitting someone over the head with a bottle and doing something different with it. It's just, hey, I'm hitting someone over the head with a bottle and then like, Ten minutes later, it's like, hey, I'm hitting someone over the head with a bottle. Yes. Isn't yes. that funny? It's the exact same thing as like like punching your friend in the in the nads and then laughing about it. Like it's hysterical one time. But if you just do it like five times, it's gonna stop being as funny. It's still gonna be it's still gonna be alright, but it's it at a certain point you're gonna be like, all right, this is just funny anymore. Now it's just annoying. But it's it's the same thing with an Adam Sandler joke. And that actually brings up a good point. This movie feels so mean-spirited. There aren't any like characteristics from Andy Samberg that make the humor at his expense funny. And the movie focuses on Andy Samberg suffering a lot, but it's like not funny, and you feel kind of bad for the guy, and you just yeah. end up hating everybody. They're supposed to, yeah. The movie's trying to make Andy Samberg lovable, but also the butt of all of the jokes mm-hmm. when it comes to like humiliation. Like he gets humiliated so often in this movie, and it's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be hysterical, but they're also like. But he was wronged, and he's really been scarred by it. Now, what we're going to do is make him shit himself on live TV. And you're like, why would we do I like him. Why would we do that to him? That's, I mean, like, making making him barf on his, like, making him barf on someone is is one thing. Or, like, getting him kicked out of a place is one thing. But, like, like that level and constant humiliation at a certain point, you're just like, Hey guys, back the fuck off. Like I get Adam Sandler's the deadbeat, but all of you are just piling on him. Like it, it gets so bad that at one point they're all playing baseball and they all make fun of him as he gets, as he gets a baseball to the throat and is choking. And they're all like, you dumb pussy, get up. What a dumb bitch you are. And like a two-year-old swearing at him. Like, and at a certain point, I was like, during that joke, which went on for like 30 fucking seconds. Thank you. I, I sat there and was just in my head. I was like, guys, lay the fuck off. All right. God damn. Yeah. The movie just holds on these jokes that aren't fun. They they hold on them for far too long. And it'd be one thing if they, you know, oh, he got hit in the head and then they just kind of move past it. It'd be one thing if it's like, you know, hit it. If they do a joke, doesn't hit. And they're like, okay, they move on like just quickly. But no, they focus on jokes. They're like, "Eh? Uh, isn't, isn't, isn't this funny? And you're just like, no, they, it's not, funny these jokes are not funny mm-hmm. what are you yeah exactly doing? exactly it's it, it's it's just these really unfunny jokes and it feels like the movie really 
just didn't know which jokes were going to like score. So they just made sure they hung on every joke just in case that was the one that really knocked people out. But like all the jokes kind of follow a like similar, like a large majority of the jokes follow a similar path. It's like bride's family. Isn't sure how to feel about Andy Samberg, but they love Adam Sandler though. And his wacky humor. And then when Andy, you know, tries to fit in with that, they're concerned and they're like, oh, what's going on? And then the humor with without the family is just Adam Sandler does thing. Andy Samberg looks on confused and then he joins him and it's still not funny. Mm-hmm. Am, am exactly. No, 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 not at all. It's absolutely that assessment. You're the whole time. It's just rinse and repeat that joke. Mm-hmm. It's it, it gets very nauseating. On top of Adam Sandler, though, another con of mine. The voice Adam Sandler uses in the movie, specifically this one. Like, I've watched Adam Sandler movies. I've watched Billy Madison. I've done Longest Yard. I know freaking Adam Sandler and his, like, little the, the voice thing that he does. With this movie specifically, he does a different voice, a different style of that voice. Mm-hmm. And it's grating. Mm-hmm. it's grating it's like if your friend does the the it, it's like if your friend from the west coast or some part of part of not the northeast does the i'm walking here thing and you go ha 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 and then they just keep doing it and mm-hmm. at a certain point you go to a nice italian restaurant and they're like hey let me get the chicken cacciatore and you're like you're like dude come on uh, you could drop it. The joke has no lo- is no longer landing. We need to pivot, and that each that's how that's the feeling for the entire movie. Yeah, when you if you want to you know do the voice like once in a while, it's one thing. It's fine. Maybe you'd get a laugh out of us. I don't know. But when he just holds on the voice for far too long, I'm like, okay, okay, nails on a chalkboard to just nails on a chalkboard it's grating it's if you're gonna do it you he his if you're gonna keep his damn voice it's gotta be his line's gotta be short sweet and to the fucking point because oh my god i cannot take too much of that it genuinely gives me like a mild headache is okay moving on from that i have another i have another gripe and we can, and this is gonna be. I if you call me the fun police, but I'm gonna freaking go out and say it. <laughs> They're really making light of a whole ass victim here, and there are several crimes that I'm like, hindsight twenty twenty, we should not have made a movie surrounding these, you know, crimes oh, yeah. with oh, yeah. victims because it's you know. Again, 2024, we're all... We're smarter. Wise, we're, 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 we're smarter and wiser. Not, not a lot, though, evidently. But, you know, relatively. It's... So, you know, the whole teacher banging a person who's super-duper underage. It's not... Not that funny anymore. And you're not like a god, what a legend anymore. You're kind of like... Oh, oh, okay. Oh, wow. He's, he's a victim. 
He's a whole victim. He's a grooming, grooming victim. Okay. And then the cool. cons- and then the consequences of that is Andy Samberg's character suffering from a traumatic childhood upbringing, and the movie doesn't do a good job of tr- of making that funny. Should they? Probably not. But who am I to see, say? See, see, exactly, exactly. But my thing about it is, if you're good, it's. I am absolutely going to defend comedy as much as I can. I am not a comedian, but I can sit there and at least appreciate someone who makes a spicy joke, but it, but it's a great joke and it lands. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I, I think that you can make a, you can make most subjects hilarious. It's just got, it's just the spicier the subject, the funnier the fucking joke's gotta be. Oh, yeah. And with something like this, the joke's gotta be way funnier than God, I wish that were me. Like, that's, it's, that's, whoo, that is, that's a, that's a low, that, that is, whoo, we have not crossed it. We, we have not beaten the level that we need with something like that. Well, Mike, man, let's get away from that from the from the scary, controversial stuff, and let's mm-hmm. talk about some of the other characters acting here. Oh, like I mentioned, yeah. Leeton Meester, familiar face from the roommate. The movie just gives her nothing, and we as the audience don't see why Andy Samberg likes her. She just isn't fucking likable. But the main thing I want to focus on is why the fuck is Vanilla Ice in this? Why is he here? <laughs> he is like, like, and not even like as a quick cameo. No, he is a part of the plot near the end of the movie and actually like has stakes in the story. And it's not Vanilla Ice acting as somebody else. It is Vanilla Ice in as Vanilla Ice. Why were the writers just sitting there writing the script being like, this script needs to stop, collaborate, and listen. We're getting Vanilla Ice in this it's, movie because they'll fuck you. I see. See, that's my thing. Is like if you had if they did Vanilla Ice and all they did was the uh, that first scene where Vanilla Ice and Adam Sandler meet up, and Vanilla Ice like is like you're a piece of shit, and Adam Sandler's like ha ha fuck you, and then they did a Chekhov's gun thing where they fucking paid it off at the end. It would have been fine. I would have been like, wow, it's really stupid, but whatever. The fact that they just hung Vanilla Ice out on this, they're just like, no, 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 he's here, he's here. I don't get why didn't they just bring one of Adam Sandler's school buddies? Like that would have made so much more sense. If Rob one Schneider, of the high school why not? Friends, Kevin, uh, Kevin James, bring, why not? Oh, all right. Oh, yeah, we can bring more of the people. Yeah, Rob Schneider. Yeah, as Vanilla Do Ice. Some, oh, <laughs> now there. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Rob Schneider as Deuce Bigelow as Vanilla Ice. We're we're really really getting somewhere. I see it's, no problems. <laughs> exactly. It's why didn't you just bring back the high school characters? That's what loses me. Why was Vanilla Ice the person that's like the old school friend from way back when? Just in case, like I don't get that. But what do I know? Yeah, who are who are we to say? Uh, a couple of more negatives that I have uh, before we get to our overall opinions is the chemistry between Andy Samberg and Adam Sandler. It's just not really here in this movie. Like, I don't really feel anything when they're doing the bits back and forth. Uh, this movie is also 
long. It's almost two hours long. It could have been much closer to like that 90 minute mark, but no, they wanted to stretch this thing out. It's the agreed. Agreed. This should have been no longer than 90 minutes. Should have been no longer than 90 minutes. A crisp hour and a half, and we are done. Thank you. Goodbye. We're we're out of this. And not only the chemist the lack of chemistry between Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg, but the lack of chemistry between Andy Samberg and Leighton Meester. The lack of chemistry between Andy Samberg and Adam Sandler and just about anybody on the screen. It mm-hmm. doesn't there's never any feeling of bond between anyone. Like quite literally anyone on screen. It just feels like oh person B is walking in and person C is walking in. It doesn't feel like any weight or any emotion or any like actual feeling of connection. It mm-hmm. just it, it it it's not it doesn't work. It just straight up doesn't work. And when this movie tries to pull on your heartstrings, speaking of lack of chemistry, it just, I feel nothing when they try to do like anything highly emotional. Am I supposed to? Yeah. Does this movie make me? No. No, it doesn't. Mm -mm. So Mike, do you you have any other negatives that you want to focus in on before we give our overalls and then maybe talk about spoilers for a little bit? Uh, my last con, it is so boring. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. It's so fucking boring. Oh my God. By the end of it, I was sitting there going, I literally checked on my freaking little remote and I was sitting there going like, God damn, we got another 30 minutes. All right, Jesus. That's, it's a boring ass movie, but let's get to our overall notes. Max, freaking take it away. Now, I think if you are a big Adam Sandler fan, you might like this movie. If you are like, you know, an average Adam Sandler fan or just a movie fan, I don't think you're going to like this movie. This movie doesn't give me anything to like honestly recommend. Uh, If you like Adam Sandler, maybe add this as like a movie two. If you don't, a movie three. At the end of the day, this movie just falls in that category of like peak schlocky Sandler. I don't know if I can properly rage at this movie like I have with other movies because, again, Adam Sandler in these movies just, you know, you kind of know what you're getting, and he seems like, you know, he's having a fun time. But when it gets serious, when the movie tries to, you know, tug at the heartstrings, that's when I'm like, no, I'm over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll absolutely hop in here uh, with my overall thoughts. Max, you took the words out of my mouth. It's a goddamn Adam Sandler movie. If, you do, if you're walking into an Adam Sandler movie and you don't know what to expect, that's on freaking you at this point. Good goddamn lord. It's... If you're an if you're an Adam Sandler fan, you and I are not going to hang out. But any case, this is a <sighs> movie three, maybe. I it's uh, in my opinion, if you're going to watch this, go ahead and just put the remote down and go and watch like another Adam Sandler movie. Go watch Happy Matt, not Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, Longest Yard. Water boy. There you go. Movie one, two, three, four. Boom. Done. Bob's your uncle. It's we don't need to bring something like this in, truthfully. It's just, it's so by the numbers. It's so boring. And when it actually tries to be emotional, it becomes annoying. Mm-hmm. So why would you bother with something like this? And I can't, and I know Max said I can't rage at it, or that he can't rage at it. 
I can be mad. I don't like I, I this movie pissed this movie annoyed me. It's an annoying fucking movie. It's it's an annoying goddamn movie. But in any case, yeah, go watch Happy Gilmore. Seriously. Just go watch it. That's so much better. Go watch Uncut Gems or The Water yes. Boy. And yes, good, go and watch go go. watch un, go watch Uncut freaking Gems. Good lord, that's a good movie. But guys, if you still want to go check out the movie, we're going to be getting into spoilers. Go give it a watch, then come back here, and we'll tell you what we thought of some some stuff in a little bit more detail. Like fucking incest, Mike. What <laughs> the fuck? Like I was like, oh, what the mo- like? Mm, oh, okay. Huh, huh. Adultery is it's- bad, but incest is fucked up. Not my words. The words of Adam Sandler. <laughs> It's okay. It's so couple things. When when the movie does the uh does the thing where Adam Sandler is overhearing Jamie or Leighton Meester just sit there and go, "What if what if Todd finds out, Steve? Oh my god, Steve, we can't be doing something like this over the over the phone." And you're like, "Uh, you're and of course, first thought, oh, she's fucking Steve." Mhm. And then the movies, the movie tries to psych you out and be like, <laughs> no, she's not. You freaking idiot. She is fucking Steve. And you're just like, oh, well, go to hell, movie. Why are you making me, why are you making me second guess myself like that? But in any case, the moment the brother turned and went, I'll take her home. I'm like, oh, there we go. The movie just, oh, boom, called it out. Done. Easy. The movie is not going to do anything to subvert. Nothing to subvert this. It's. It's it's not. It, I am pissed off that I tried to give the movie any sort of an out past mm-hmm. that, but you saw it coming a mile away, and it's nasty that it came, that you could see it a mile away. And it was right here where I was like, okay, no, Milo Ventimiglia, no, sorry. He had some jokes later in the movie that I was like, nope, that's just I no, not funny. You, you had me with the other shit. But when you started bringing fucking incest into this, I'm like, no, no. <laughs> you just—it's just—and the thing is, is like they—they they think the joke is funny that the siblings are banging, so they're like, and so as so they're sitting there, they're like, come on, it's, it's super tickle time or something like that, and you're like, as a viewer, I was like, it, it doesn't make you giggle. You're not like, <laughs> they think it's normal. It's you just—I just heard that, and I was like. Hmm. Like yeah, yeah. Makes, makes you throw like, up in your mouth a little bit. Yeah, it's like yeah, like why am I my skin crawl? God damn! And then, and then the uh, then the movie tries to make light and pivot, and just being like, yeah, he's not even a military person; he's a jazz dancer. And and Adam Sandler was like, yeah, it's worse. <laughs> like I'm like, movie, shut up! Stop trying to pivot from this. Why did we hang on that joke? <laughs> I want to ask you that. And when uh, Milo Ventimiglia gets knocked out by the priest, he gets knocked out and does jazz hands as he's lying on the ground and then just fucking passes out. Yeah, that's, that's the, dumb. That's that's the only that's the only real payoff from the gag and learning that he does jazz. There's no like real reason to make that joke or any lasting reason to make that joke. And even as a dumb one off gag, it's mm-hmm. stupid. It's kind of just the movie kind the movie wants it makes the big freaking reveal that the siblings are banging it kind of just the rest of the movie felt so damn sour like mm-hmm. utterly sour up until this point 
I was kind of like, ah, oh, it's a dumb movie. It's an Adam Sandler movie. They're, they're going to do something. Uh, Adam Sandler's going to like be like, oh, no, I've learned my lesson, kiddo. And Adam Sandler will be like, you're my dad. And then all that. And then all that shit. And the fact that they brought out the incest thing, I kind of went, oh, so fuck this movie. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Were there any jokes in this movie that you did find funny? And what was funny about them? I know explaining comedy kind of takes away the point, but fuck it. We're in the spoiler section. We can do a little bit of analysis. Okay. All right. All right. Time for time for painful joke analysis. I will say the the things that made me laugh one time. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is at the very end of the movie when Milo Ventimiglia is sitting there in the background doing doing jazz spins and going fosse 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 and like James Caan and Adam Sandler are just going like he's an odd marine that, that did make me kind of go like okay I was like that is that. like if the, if the incident joke didn't precede it I would have I would have found that a little on the silly side I've been like okay that's fair um I don't know man like I think the I think the one I think the very, very, very first time they make the joke about, oh, the grandma's hot. You know, I'm like, I was like, I was like, oh, that's a weird joke. But I'm like, I guess I could, I guess that could be funny. You know, subversion being like, oh, it's not the sister. It's the grandma. And you're like, and I'm like, okay, hey, I guess I get that. But then after the 10th time, I'm like, I hate this joke. Please stop Mm -hmm. this fucking joke. I'm like, this joke is horrible. But yeah, those are the two jokes that, stayed out of my mind where i'm like hmm okay okay once that makes sense not a big fan of the uh new kids on the block tattoo on uh, andy samberg oh that was so that was that was so fucking dumb i i just sat there like i also that also is a memory i have genuinely of watching the trailer the trailer reveals the, the new kids on the block tattoo joke so i literally remember seeing it and going like oh that's dumb. Okay. And then they do the reveal where he does the, I got the tattoo of tattoo. Come on. Isn't that funny? D plane, D plane. And I'm like, I did not I'm like, I, I was like, that was I'm like, painful. I, I literally, that was, I, I, I literally sat there and in my head, I was like, Adam, who the fuck is that joke for? Because your audience is 13. And the only people that are going to get that are in their mid to late forties. Who the fuck are you trying to give this to? That's a really good point that the market, again, like we said, you will enjoy this movie if you are between the ages of like 12 and 15. Why put that joke in there? Even even new kids on the block, even fucking that new is, kids on the damn. block is a stretch. Like if you did Backstreet Boys, like then you would be like, oh, OK, that's a little on the older side. But, yeah, you know, like they'd still get it. It's. The new kids on the block, I'm like, damn, okay, that's a, we're calling back. Okay, sure. And I will say, watching Milo Ventimiglia, I thought I was done with him. Watching Milo Ventimiglia punching Nick Swartzen in the face is something I lived vicariously through uh, during oh, the bachelor was, party scenes that was magic that was magic watching that motherfucker get punched in the face oh my god i just sat there it was just like <laughs> i just sat there and just went that's me for real for real he's just like me <laughs> he's literally me 
He danced. I just the moment he knocked Nick Swartz in the fuck out. I went. He's me. He's literally me. He's literally me. Well, Mike, I don't know if there's anything else that you want to say. If there's any other points you want to make about the movie, or was there any other scene you wanted to you wanted to mention, like the runner at the end that they all just bet on. Oh yeah, the the freaking the 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 joke that I completely forgot until the very end when they're like, "Psych, you made the money." That's I really, I really would have liked it honestly if the cops come to like take him to jail and he just runs for it and makes a break for the border or something. That would be funny. I would have been like, that would have been better than just also like he's okay. Clap, yay, he's fine actually. Ha ha ha. Like mm-hmm. it's. I uh, like I don't know. That was a dumb joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was dumb. This movie's dumb. Um if you've made it this far, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. Go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. You guys know the deal. Stay up to date with what we got going on and uh yeah, it's the new fucking year. Happy New Year. I know it's, you know, it's been a, it's been a little bit, but fuck it. We're recording this like a couple of days after the new year, so New year, new messed up at midnight. Fuck yeah. Exactly. Brand new messed up at midnight, bitches. Oh yeah. So and there's <laughs> not a single not a single lazy Adam Sandler joke here. <laughs> not this time. Maybe maybe next time. Exactly. We're gonna make dumb incest jokes next time. You're gonna make dumb incest jokes. But Mike, <laughs> is there anything else that is there anything else you want to tell the people before we get out of here? Well, uh, besides dumb incest jokes, um, yes. I, it's, yeah, it's, uh, please don't make us do another Adam Sandler movie. I, I, I hope to God no one's like, please do Jack and Jill, because I will, fu- I will fucking dox that person. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, well, on that note, <laughs> guys, we will see y'all next week. See you next week, everybody.